You're listening to How It All Works, Convos and Collabs. Helping businesses, brands, and thought leaders understand the positive impact of live streaming. Live streaming. And now, here's your host, live video consultant and coach, Kirk Nugent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yes. go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to some, I I reintroduced to others, (laughs) Charles Jackson, man, Charles Jackson Media, that's his handle. Make sure you are following this guy, Charles, man. What's good, bro? It's good to have you, man. Hey, man, it is an honor to be here. Always a pleasure (laughs) when we can connect. What a fun show you have. What a well-polished show you have. Thanks, but what bro. an impactful show you have, my brother. Thank and to you. be sharing this virtual space with you for this next hour. Yeah. I'm honored, man. Man, man, listen, listen. I'm I'm honored too. And I appreciate you, man. Kind, kind, kind words already starting off. Man, listen, let me tell y'all something. In the backstage, <laughs> in the backstage, in the pre-show, <laughs> Charles and I were chatting it up and he was like, it was a busy month, man. Yeah. It was busy. Yeah. It was busy. And and what y'all need to know is that Charles, man, is engaged in in some of the real like on the ground work of this conversation that we're going to have tonight. And that's why I'm so excited to end off this month with you, because you bring a relevance to this topic. Uh, you know, your fingerprint is, is right there on the pulse. Right. So we're excited about having you come through, man. But I, I we start off with this question every week. We want to make sure you, we get these questions in so that people can know. Who, who is Charles Jackson? So tell the people a little bit about yourself, who you are, and as a footnote, what your relationship uh-huh. is to this whole live streaming thing. My relationship to live streaming. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I won't say it's a love-hate relationship. I it's definitely you. a loving relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the, the media side and technical side maybe make it a love-hate sometimes, but no. Come on. Those who don't know me, I am Charles Jackson. Um, I am a relational growth strategist. That's right. So you know how companies struggle to build collaborative teams. Well, I teach leaders how to create strong cultures of connections filled with engaged, inclusive-minded employees, which ultimately ultimately allows the company to achieve its strategic goals. Love that. If I had to do it in just one with just a one-liner. I teach leaders how to create and cultivate cultures of connections, Kurt. And I do like that. Yeah. I do that through my organization, like you just said, Charles Jackson Media, leveraging media, live videos, recorded videos, graphics, and other type of content to bring some of these issues and these trainings to these various corporate organizations. But then also, of course, we got free content going out on Instagram, YouTube, yeah, yeah. Um, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, you name it, because I realized the power of using video to deliver my content Mm. because video to me is the shortest way, Kurt, and this is my relationship to it, to allow us, right, to make immediate connections with folks on the other side of our voice, on the other side of our pain, on the other side of our expertise, on the other side of our passion. Live video does that, taking account from being in person, right? Mm-hmm. Because it allows them to connect with me. When you read something on paper and in print, you're you're utilizing your eyes because you're looking at the words. And then now you have to use your imagination to try to paint a picture and put yourself in the place 
of whatever's being described and talked about. But with live video, my emotions come out. My 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 tone of voice comes out. Mm, yeah. My anguish, my excitement, yeah. my body language is seen. All of that comes out. And it allows the, me to connect with the individual on the other side of my voice in a very unique and intimate way that other forms, <laughs> again, outside of being in person with them, doesn't allow us to. So my Man. journey with the live streaming started. My wife and I, we were leading a marriage, we lead a marriage and family organization, and that's where we started doing live videos. And so we were putting posts on Facebook and we were doing coaching and we had all these graphics out there for couples and things of nice, that nature. Nice. And we would get people talking and sharing them and reaching out to us. But man, one day we get this bright idea to do a live Q&A and let couples <laughs> jump online in our Facebook group and ask us anything they wanted to ask us. Man, the numbers and participation was off the chart. The chart. feedback we got afterward was oh, wow. off the chart. That engagement, man, I was hooked on it. To mm. be able to have a couple who you don't know what they're doing, where they're at in terms of their relationship, but they're struggling with something because they drop these questions in the chat and you're able to give them some type of feedback immediately, immediately. or advice. Oh, wow. They're able to hear your story, how we struggled and make those immediate connections with them. And mm. then later on, hear them, send you some type of DM or a message saying, thank you. I caught your live Q and A the other day. You answered this question. It helped me tremendously. And that That's it. got me hooked, man, on live video. Man, man, listen, I, I hope y'all are, are already, you know, locked in and you've got your pen and paper already ready because I'm going to tell you right now, my man, Charles is coming with that heat already. I mean, one of the things we'd love to talk about here is the relevance of live video. Um, and, and I think, I think it's broadly applicable. Uh, had a conversation with somebody recently who was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I need to have a live show. I was like, do you have a message? If you have a message, you should have a live show. And the guy was like, wow, just, is it, is it really that broad? I said, I said to them, I believe firmly that your audience, your audience, right, is going to be the ticket. It's gonna be the entry pass to get into certain spaces as we get into 2023 and 2024 and beyond your audience. Mm. And the best way, the, 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 the fastest way to grow an audience is with live video because of yeah. all of the things you just said. You can engage with them. They can see your passion. They can see your frustration. They can, it's, it's live. <laughs> it's not scripted. <laughs> we don't get a second take. You know what I mean? And so when people see you do yeah. something live, they're like, man, that's, if that's them live, if that's her live, if that's him mm, live, come on. then I want, man, I want that person working with me. And, and, and so I can only imagine for the work that you do, right? As, 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 uh, you, you said, you said, you said human, go t give me that term again. Human relational relations. growth strategist. Relational growth strategist. Relational growth strategist. I love that term, but yeah. I it can only imagine with the work that you do that it has to be even that much more critical because people need to see you in your element. They need to know what, what's, what's it going to be like working with this guy? Well, go check out his live. Mm -hmm. So, so I just, I love the way you, you for frame that the way you, 
formulated that question for us, man. And 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 of course, I'm glad that this audience, my audience, get a chance to gets a chance to meet you. And we're gonna show some of his links and things like that in a in a second as we get later into the show. But I want y'all to notice right underneath his name is his handle. That's his Instagram handle. But from there, you're gonna be able to find everything at Charles Jackson Media, yep. and you'll be able to find everything. So 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 Charles, let's, let me let me lob this other one up to you. Let me let's, let's lob this other one up. Um, and this is our second question. This is a question that I've I've done the polling. I've done the you know I've asked the community should I change these? They said a firm no. These two questions are like ask these questions of everyone. So here we go. What is what's your broadcast li- slash live streaming slash content creator story? How how did you get started? I know you yeah. talked about the the marriage group, but give us give yeah. us that that you know origin story if you will absolutely yeah so so after that i'm still sort of you know now trying to figure out the live streaming thing and right right but i i see the power of it so now i have to go and try and figure that out and it started with really you know just our cell phones you know mm-hmm. going live from a cell phone from facebook and then once i saw that okay visually if i'm going to be in that space and 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 broadcast myself to the world i needed to look good and i needed to sound good so i, I started doing my research into mm-hmm. the right equipment for audio and video and softwares that could take us um live to right. multiple platforms discover ecam live tool you talk about all the time that you you that you use i love discover it. that platform right and then i saw where i could take just my live Q and A in my Facebook group, and really turn that into a production, a yeah. TV show, and folks Come started on. calling what we were doing a TV show. So, Charles Jackson Media was sort of birth out of me learning how to bring great visuals, great audio, as mm-hmm. well as great content, content to the masses. And when I say content, content creation for me is bringing to life and sharing inf- information that is informative yes. transformational educational um inspirational but ultimately to me is that first word that i said transformative Tran- transformative and content creation should come from within you are the content that you create come on and so as i was sitting around looking at all of my passions centered around first with relationships and then leadership, I started yeah. teaching leadership. It, and then I started teaching cross-cultural connections in the terms of, of racial connections. Right. I saw that my passion for connecting people needed to come together in, in one way. And so Charles Jackson Media was birthed. I started doing something on the heels of the pandemic called Leadership 911. Mm-hmm. And I took my live streaming with just my cell phone with me and my wife to another level because I now I got the equipment, I got the camera, I got the lights, I got the mic. And brother, with Ecamm, Come on. I was bringing CEOs, COOs, yeah. I was bringing authors, professional oh, wow. athletes, world-class athletes, high-ranking military officials, and really just change champions mm-hmm. together to have conversations about leadership and getting teams and organizations through a crisis and that was leadership 911 live weekly broadcast and it was amazing and then george floyd happened yes 
George Floyd happened. So now I make a pivot because there is another need that I need to address. But it's still, Kurt, if you're following within the context of leadership and relationships. It is. I started having what you and I end up connecting through, which is race talks on cut. That's correct. So, again, a weekly broadcast where I'm bringing folks from various backgrounds, education, experiences, so that we can have those conversations centered around race. But really what it was, it was allowing us to come into an environment, yeah, a safe environment to learn, to listen, to share. But I figured we needed to do this. And that is increase our proximity to the things and the people and even the ideas that are different from us. Because if we can increase our proximity to the things that are different and unfamiliar to us, we can learn and we can grow and we can learn to, as I talk about in that quote or based on that quote, mm-hmm. learn to accept our differences, celebrate our differences, yeah. leverage our differences. We are all different. I didn't say anything profound there, but our differences should not divide us. That's it. But the problem is. If we don't lean into our differences and get close to see and understand those differences, we're going to hate, we're going to shun, push away. um, And in some cases, like we've seen, just outright take innocent lives, you know, just an egregious act. So that all has been my journey in terms of live broadcast. Like I went from marriage and relationships to leadership. To now that space of cross-cultural connections and landing in that space, really. But um, it's been one that as I continue to have these conversations, I've grown, I've evolved. I feel like my community, my circle, those that and within my sphere of influence have grown and evolved as well throughout that whole time. Wow, man. Man, listen, listen, family. <laughs> I see I see some people are coming through. Seesaw Studio says, I just subscribed to Charles. I love that. Thank you so much for showing him some love out there. We got 22 people in the chat. Loving it. We can get more. You guys, listen, if, you're, if you have been listening already, Charles Jackson came with no games in mind tonight. He's not taking any prisoners <laughs> like this is this is serious business, y'all. And and one of the things I want to highlight from, you know, you that is a master class in and of itself, that answer alone. But one of the things I want to highlight is that you talked about starting with your phone and yeah. that experience of just going live with the phone and then realizing that there is a different way. Yes. And then now putting it in Ecamm and being able to bring people, see the quality level of your broadcast opened your opened the opportunity to now bring in a different caliber of, of guest, a different caliber of, 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 of um, authority figures to come on your yeah. show and to have those conversations with them. Uh, I think, you know, the, the, even just the term leadership 911, I've just, man, bro, like, man, <laughs> we're talking about good, good stuff. And again, um, you, you created that vehicle for others to be able to come in and have those conversations to highlight some of their expertise, some of the value that they have to offer. There's another thing that you said as well, though, that content cre- creating content you are the content you create Ooh, mm. i want yeah. somebody to receive this yeah you are the content you create you are that content you must bring your full authentic self to the content you create anything else is cheating your audience mm. out of what that full experience really should be and yeah. i love that you're like well this is me 
you know, so relationships and, and, and leadership and, and now the, the, the cross-cultural piece, we're, it's still under that same umbrella, yes. but I'm, I'm able to come at it from a different angle. And I love the, the context that you shared there in terms of being able to pivot. We met um, in the Ecamm group, in the Ecamm fam, but we also got a chance to really connect on your show, Race Talks Uncut. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, if you if you listen, go back and watch that entire season, <laughs> y'all. Race talks uncut should be required viewing, especially oh in these here BHM streets, because it really was it really did create um, that kind of a space. Myself being from yeah. um, Jamaican background, so West Indian heritage, we had folks there from you know deep south, others from north, yep. people uh, with with uh, African background. We had a mm -hmm. wide variety of people there with and that wide was just variety. One, that was one that broadcast. Was one. That's it. That's just one. That was just one. That was and diversity so, on one broadcast. Oh my gosh! And and, and that's the, that's what I loved about it. You created that space, and this is what live video can do. Because a lot of times we have that conversation of what is the role of live video for these large issues. Um, one of the things that we would be remiss of not mentioning, even as we get ready to get into our, our audience question, is, of course, what is happening in Ukraine right now. And one mm. of the things I love, I don't know if anybody else has picked up on this, is the idea, the concept that President Zelensky of Ukraine can grab his phone and go live and get a direct message out. Yes. He doesn't have to. Family, I want you all to understand this thing is. I think sometimes we we really limit this vehicle called live video, but I really want you to plug back in and 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 see that yes, that's live video, that's live video, that's live video. The 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 tweets and the reels and the short videos that we're seeing of apartment building, buildings being hit, and these are mm -hmm. things that may or may not be covered by big name news outlets, All but right. we can see them because somebody decided I'm going to put this on video. This is a power right. that we have. And I love the way Charles has framed this for us, especially as we get into this question right here. When you hear the term civil rights, okay, family, all of y'all in the comments, all 25 of y'all in the comments, when you hear the term civil rights, this is the question that <laughs> sparked some <laughs> serious conversation, even on the, on the Instagram post, Charles. I don't know if you saw that. But yeah. when you hear the term civil rights, what immediately comes to mind? When you hear the yeah. term civil rights, what immediately comes to mind? I want you to, to talk to us in the comments. And while you're talking to us, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. We're all familiar with Rosa Parks' refusal on the bus that day. The music, artistry, and soul from the Renaissance in Harlem. And who could forget Martin Luther King's eloquent and vivid dream on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? But why don't you know about Greenwood? The District of Tulsa, named after a city in Mississippi. The district better known as Black Wall Street. Yes, the place where the massacre happened. But did you know the people who live there are more than what happened to them? If you can't answer that question, then you owe it to yourself to read Tales from the Greenwood District by Julian Waddell. Exploring the history that created the legacy, highlighting the lives lived rather than how those lives were lost. Get your copy on Amazon today. For more information, visit TalesFromTheGreenwoodDistrict.com. 
Oh man, oh man, we we were talk we were listen, the reason why you find you we came back laughing because we we were just thinking about and and experiencing that video again afresh. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something. If y'all don't have this book, Tales from the Greenwood District, you need to go out and get your life together, fam. Get it together. Tales from the Greenwood District. We had Julian, the author, on last week and he made a special offer for everybody to get the book. The the ebook, right? The ebook version for free from Amazon because he made it free just for last week. Unfortunately, that uh -huh. deal is gone. But I want to make sure you guys are still able to get that. Tales from the Greenwood District. Go to the website. Even the website itself is an experience. Now, Zanetta says this is such a great convo. Yes, race talks uncut was fire. I'm I'm looking in the comments. I don't see anybody that has responded to the question just yet. And so we're going to take an opportunity to respond to this question while and just to give people some time, uh, Charles. So and okay. again, let me repeat the question for everybody. When you hear the term civil rights, what immediately comes to mind when you hear the term civil rights? What immediately comes to mind? Um, one of the things that I uh, that comes to mind immediately for me, of course, is. Uh, the movement, right? Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, black people, uh, African-Americans, uh, people of African descent who live here in the United States and them w wanting or not wanting, demanding uh, that they be treated fairly, that they be treated yeah. equally, that they be treated with respect. Uh, that is, you know, commensurate with being a human being, right? And that's what immediately comes to mind when I th hear the term civil rights that's that I, and i know that that you see i'm doing something here i know that that even in and of itself sometimes can be a microcosm of what civil rights mm. actually is supposed to mean so i want you to know that I, I'm, I'm i'm giving you my answer and in my answer i know there's bias <laughs> i'm hoping y'all are following right. me tonight oh. I, i'm hoping y'all are following me tonight in my answer i already know there's bias because i come to that conversation with my lived experience um and, and, you know, yeah. spoiler alert, you come to the conversation with your lived experience too. Yep. So, so Charles, talk to us. What, what, what do you think of what comes to mind immediately as you hear the term civil rights? Yeah, same, sort of the same thing with you, but um, I think about those guarantees of social opportunities and mm. equal protection under the law, regardless of your race, your religion. Yeah any other distinguishing feature you want to throw out there that that are afforded to us as citizens in this country mm -hmm. that I feel continue to elude people of color. Yeah. Black people specifically, those civil rights, they we, we've gotten them, right? And if we even go back a little further, because mm -hmm. when I think of civil rights, I think of the Bill of Rights and those civil liberties, right? Mm -hmm. So when we first talk about civil rights, that's things like um, equal education and housing, the right to vote, those type of things. You right. think about civil liberties, you think about freedom of speech and bearing arms and, you know, all of those others. But then I also automatically, anytime I think about civil rights, I think about, you know, the 13th Amendment and slaves being free. Like all of that is connected to me mm. because of this mm. 13th Amendment, the civil rights, they all gave blacks certain guarantees only on paper and i got a chapter in my book in which i talk about blacks just being free on paper so when i think about civil rights i think about them eluding us because even though they were granted to us 
once we, you know, became citizens, you right. are a citizen. I feel like they continue to elude us because of things like what we saw back in the day, Jim yeah. Crow. Yeah. We saw redlining. Yeah. We saw what happened with the Greenwood District. When we would build things up, it would get torn down, burned down, taken from us. So we've only just been free on paper, paper. because of, Kurt, racist beliefs, right, that go back to superiority and and, and races being inferior to others, and that is blacks being inferior to the rest, that lead to racist policies, practices, and processes, or that term that we all love and hate, systemic racism, systemic. right? Mm -hmm. Systemic racism, right. these systemic issues that we have. And so for me, when I think about civil rights, change, no matter what it is that we need, big or small, is not going to start on Capitol Hill. And you even mentioned civil rights. We've had like three of them, Kurt. The first one after the Civil War, 1866, we had another one in 1875. Mm -hmm. And then the widely known one in 1964, granting these rights. Yeah. So why are we still here? Why are we still discussing this? Because wow. change does not start on Capitol Hill. It doesn't start at the state level or even at the city, city level. Change, the change that we need to see starts on the individual level with you and I, we That's need it. police reform, social reform, economic reform, yeah. educational reform. But first and foremost, we need individuals to reform. And so yes. when I think about civil rights, Kurt, that's what all comes to my mind. <laughs> it's the full thing. It's the full thing. Listen, you, you, right. you segue so perfectly into our, our next question, but I want to get some comments first before we get into it. And so our next question, and I want, I want to give the people in the chat an opportunity to respond to this as well. So even as we getting some of your comments, feel free yeah. to respond to this question. And so that question is, you know, wh what is, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm looking at the question that I put on screen, but that's not the question that we have in our notes. So I'm just going to read it for you. Is the okay. civil rights still a major struggle or is it a thing of the past? Is, yeah. is civil rights still a major struggle or is it a thing of the past? And so that's what I want. I want to put that out there. But, but while, while the, the audience is, is chewing on that a little bit, I want to catch this, this question here. Um, these, these comments here real quick and help me, help me grab some of these comments, uh, uh, Charles. Um, so let's, let's start with, um, Let's start with Seesaw Studios. It's way up there. I hope you can grab it. Okay. Um, I'm, if you, you, do you see it? Do you see it on your screen? Seesaw Studios. It's way up there, man. It's above Zanette uh, Jackson. She where she says civil rights equals human rights, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw yeah. this on screen here. This this is this is the one we're talking about. The rights of all people to individual group to individual group religious political and social freedom from individuals governments and organizations that's what he thinks of when he thinks of civil rights um zanette jackson says civil rights equals human rights all right so that's mm -hmm. that's that's another comment we have coming in there mm -hmm. sister fate is here thank you so much for being here that there's still a long way to go yeah that there's still a long way to go gary link says making the wrong right Making mm. the wrong right. Uh, Char Charlie Strong Jr. says the struggle for equality. Equality. Yeah. Gary Jones, Strong. illusion of inclusion. The illusion of inclusion. The I like illusion. that. I like yeah. that. And then Kerwin Bornell says civil rights, I think 50s and what's changed since then. I like that, though, mm. you know, because you, you, you think of a point in time and then how have where have we arrived at? 
how have we how have things changed since then sister faith comes back says blacks can't be the only ones in the fight we need all races to fight in order to achieve civil rights for all that's good what grab this one from kerwin bornell right underneath that one uh charles read that one for us civil rights i think going to pick up that torch Ooh, ooh. <laughs> who's going to pick up the torch who's going to pick up that torch saying. who's going to pick up the torch who's going to pick up that water. torch yeah yeah Geraldine go ahead yeah she said laws don't change the heart laws help reveal the condition of the heart that's deep you know that is today I was um, again I've had the opportunity to do some corporate speaking and training and um, speaking with a corporation they were talking about oh we got to get these strategies in place so that we're more inclusive and that our company is more diverse, right? And I said, strategies change or modify mm. behaviors. But training and education is what we need in order to change beliefs. And the wow. reason that systemic issues continue is because of beliefs and biases that leads to the behaviors that we are seeing. And so we can't start with strategy. And most right. corporations want to start with strategy or just only attack the strategy. We have to really get into the hearts and the minds as they're, as uh, Living Water is saying, in the hearts and the minds of people if we are going to see the change that we Dude, need. That's, and, and, and there's, and there's, therein lies such a, such a great point. I'm glad that she brought that up. I'm so glad that you were able to double click on it right on paper, but not in our hearts. Uh, in the hearts of individuals. This is what Gary Link is saying as well. Um, as we look at some of these comments that are coming through here, so much rich, so many rich comments coming through, but I want, want you to take a second, Charles, to, to unpack what, you know, is, is it still a struggle? I mean, yeah, is, is it there? because there are, there are those, there are conversations that would have mm -hmm. you believe that it is a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is. Oh, so, it, so, you know, Kerwin Bornell says, I think of the 50s and what has changed since then. And and there are those who are like, when I hear civil rights, I think of a specific time frame and it's like it's paused. And I and civil rights is not necessarily a today thing. It's it's something that happened back then. So talk to us a little bit about that, about that piece. Um, yeah. and, and, and is that a real thing or is is there still a struggle for today? Yeah, it's, it's important, Kurt, to understand that it's it's still a struggle because just recently we saw um voter suppression mm. and we've seen voter suppression before but now we're seeing voter suppression again and voter suppression is targeted targeted at a very specific group of individuals mercy, in this mercy. country and that's black people so therefore civil rights still an issue because civil rights are being infringed upon just in this example of voter suppression when you require back in the day, they require you to take a test to vote. And then we move to because who was going to probably fail those tests? Those that are less educated. Right. Who was less right, educated right. in this country? It was a blast because we were coming out of enslavement. We were coming out of other conditions that didn't allow us to be as educated unless we were teaching ourselves. And then they moved to you got to have an ID in order to vote. And who's less less likely to have an ID? Mercy. Again, Mercy. those coming from that. Those 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 areas where you don't have an ID, you don't have any type of government um, document to show who you are for whatever reason. And, and then now it's they're doing things like taking ballot boxes or, or voter um, places and mm. 
centers and moving them farther away from lower income areas and impoverished areas and, and areas where it's predominantly black because they know it requires transportation for us to get to these places. And now if we can't get to them conveniently, then we might not show up to them. Right. We're not going to catch a bus yeah. for two hours. I was just reading where they're putting um, voting stations like an hour away from certain areas. And so you go to predominantly white areas and there's tons of places to go and vote there. There's the conditions are OK. They're not like out in the sun. They got enough people working. They're handing out waters and people go in and they vote and they go back to their home. Some of them driving their golf carts Mercy. to go and vote because it's in close proximity. It's and then you see videos going back to live videos yeah. and images of blacks and other minorities trying to vote. You hear them interviewed and they say they took a bus there. They've been waiting in line for four hours because there's limited <sighs> workers. They're hot and they're, they're fanning and they're trying to keep cool. And the conditions are just of such where you almost wonder, is it worth it? So, yes, our civil liberties are still being infringed upon the right to search the, against illegal searches and seizures. Like I'm criminal justice background, mm -hmm, my bachelor's mm -hmm. and now my master's that I'm pursuing, learning a lot about searches and seizures. And so when they came up with that stop and frisk Mercy. back in the day, right, that was because it gave them law enforcement an opportunity to stop black folks and frisk them almost with out any cause, cause understanding that they'll probably catch us with a little dime bag or some weed or something or whatever the, the charges end up being or violation of um, probation or even child support or whatever all those 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 issues were going on. But the fact were they were targeting specific groups and civil rights say we have a right against those things. And so all of that stuff continues to go on, Kurt, that makes us at a place where we haven't obtained like I say, only on paper, our actual civil rights in this country. So G. Albert says, is civil rights a current struggle? It depends on what circles you're in. If you want to fool yourselves into thinking that the Obamas didn't or don't face the struggle, they do. Seesaw Studio says the modern civil rights is about us working to address the less visible, less formal, but very important inequities in our society today. I like the way you put that, Seesaw. Mm. Uh, Kerwin Bornell says not because things are silent means that it doesn't exist. Right. Not because it's silent doesn't mean it, it doesn't exist. We need we need new, younger people to step up and step be, up community, and be leaders. community leaders. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So, so much to share there. So much to unpack. Um, man, man, I, 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 I'm looking at the time and I'm, I'm actually shocked uh, that, that we, we, <laughs> we've taken so long to, to just get to this place. Um, but I wanted to show your site, um, charlesjackson.media, charlesjackson.media. One of my mods could throw that in the chat real quick. Charles Jackson dot media this is his site and there and and yes there are a number of conversations that you are able to facilitate in this space just like he's mentioned to us already but i definitely want people to you know take to, i mean just look at what we're looking at here on screen i mean some of you see that julian waddell was there he was our guest from last week but this is this is a space where charles is curating 
resources for people hey, to Julian. start <laughs> having some of those conversations. Oh, did he jump in the chat? No, no, I saw him on the on the screen. Oh, on the screen, yeah, 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 yeah. But but these these are this is a space that I want people to be uh, familiar with. I want you to to be able to to patronize. Uh, we are going to have uh, Charles share with us his uh, his his links and some of the other things in just a few minutes. But I want to get this last this final 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 question uh, of the night. I want to get this question here for us real quick, and that is share with us the critical role video plays in civil rights movement of today in of today unpack that for us as well yes so i just like we saw with the foot soldiers back in the civil rights era that we all kind of accustomed to thinking about when we think about civil rights those foot soldiers they were young kids on video being sprayed with fire hoses being attacked by dogs hauled off to jail in droves we saw that on TV, right? Fast forward to today, there's a young lady standing outside of a convenience store, sees the cops handling aggressively a man. We know him as George Floyd. And she has her phone out and she records nine minutes, 26 seconds of this egregious act by this law enforcement officer. Even though he was a police, he was a white man who probably has biases and beliefs about black men and George Floyd came into contact with that individual's hate and biases and prejudice mm -hmm. and they collided and it resulted in this young lady recording this video and and the world was able to see that yeah the the gentleman who killed Ahmaud Aubrey was a week or two almost before there was any arrest because their story was he was a criminal. He was breaking in. We're good Samaritans. We made a citizen's arrest. It ended up in a, a, a murder of a black man. Oh, well. And that would have been the end of it had not a video surfaced. Now, this wasn't a live video, but it's a video. There we go. And we're able to see what actually happens. So not only, like I said in the beginning, that videos spark emotions, mm -hmm. emotional response mm -hmm. to what's going on. They also paint the truth of what's going on and what's happening. Right. And, and live videos, as you capture things that are going on around the globe, they give us the proof sometimes that we need to, to, to then not deny the stuff that we have been denying. And I think we've been denying what's been happening in the black community yeah. for so long that these videos popping up all over the place, we can't sit back and deny it anymore because the videos are going viral. Anytime I talk to somebody, especially if they're a millennial, First thing that they say to me, hey, did you see that video of that guy doing that one thing over here? Did you see that video of that baby, you know, doing the break dance? Did you see that video? Everything is, did you see did that you video? Did you see that video, right? Did you see that video, Kurt? That's right. It's video is everywhere and video is taking over. And so as live streamers and in social activist areas, mm -hmm. using live video to capture these moments one as evidence to the rest of the world has been denying it, but also invoke the emotional response that we need for people to lean in to what's going on and then become allies, then use their platforms, mm -hmm. then get engaged what's going on and, and stop denying that we have systemic issues. Yeah. The, the only, listen, that again, again, masterfully stated and in our comments are, are lit up right now. People are, you know, some are sharing your, your website. Others are just 
agreeing and 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 sharing some some perspectives of their own. I want to tack on one little piece to what you've shared um, because I, I I I what you said was so relevant and so perfect. But I want to want people to kind of see the balance of that thing in that video can also be used in the way that Charles is using it for his show, Race Talks Uncut, in the way that we're using my show today to have yes. a conversation, a yes. live conversation where people who are from differing backgrounds, and I love your quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different doesn't have to mean divided. Yeah. So people from differing backgrounds can share perspectives and begin to tear down walls, begin yeah. to dispel myths, begin to erode mindsets, right. right? Stuff that you didn't even know was inside you, biases that were handed down in your bloodline. I mean, we just Come need to on. be honest about that. Those are... Right. These conversations are critical. And the way you said critical. it earlier, Charles, that is not going to happen with the stroke of a pen in Washington. It, it's going to start with a groundswell. It's going to start with yeah. Main Street USA. It's going to start with me and you, and you stopping and saying, okay, what's happening here? How did you view this thing? And then allowing somebody else to say their yeah. perspective on it as there well. You go. I want to read this one comment from living water she says share your struggle in your sphere of influence to inform and connect a person to the reality yeah because that's the piece what i think was so powerful about that young lady that filmed the video of george floyd and i know that was a tragic moment but what was powerful is that it was unfiltered People, it was in your face and now you had to deal with it. Yeah. And people had a come, a, a real, you know, as they say, point of impact. It's a moment, moment where they had to, you could not stand on the periphery. You could not be neutral any longer. Mm -hmm. You had to say to yourself, am I the person that sees that and turns a blind eye or am I going to do something? Yes. And that's why I think I heard you talk about telling folks that they need live video, you know, because they have a message. But especially if you have a platform, if you have a platform, you need to use your platform because we have to attack this thing at all angles. Yeah. We need the allies. We need the advocates. We need activists. We need people to protest. Mm -hmm. We need thought leaders and we need prayer. Oh, yes, we do. But we need people to use their platform, their podcasts, their blogs, and, you know, their ability to live stream. Like we need all of that to come together mm -hmm. if we are going to drive the change that we, we so desperately need and desire. And I firmly believe that live video is at the top of that because, man, you can you, I, I, I see people all the time, Kurt, and then I'm going to let you you bring this thing bring home. They post a video and it's this beautiful image of them and they look good right but then behind the scenes they 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 were putting on all types of makeup and oh. they were covering this and below they really don't have on pants and the backdrop was just a green screen and oh all of that stuff comes down but we just see a beautiful image but with live stream like you said i have to be my authentic self self if not yeah. people are going to see that they're going to hear that 
That's they're going to disconnect from me. So live stream, you can't come out here trying to pretend, right? So you really got to be ready for it. Just want to make that point of emphasis. No, man, but, listen, that's gold. Go ahead. Although they can call out the bad, they'll also be able to connect with the good because there is an audience that is tied to your pain, your passion, your purpose, your experiences, and they're just waiting on you to get up and get out there and start speaking to them. My goodness, my goodness. Fam, uh, take one more second, uh, Charles, and just tell people where they can find you, follow you. We've got your website on the screen. Somebody's put it in the comments as well, but I wanna make sure yeah. that people catch where where can they find you, follow you? What projects do you have coming up next? They're gonna wanna yeah. follow, you know, they're gonna wanna continue this conversation <laughs> um, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And, and listen, maybe we need to connect again to continue this on on maybe your platform, but I, and, yes, I, and I would love that, but this, this, yeah. is, this is fire. But Charles, take a moment, just tell people about some of the things that you're doing that they can patronize. Absolutely. Thank you again for this time, Kurt. And like, like Kurt said, Charles Jackson Media is where to find me on the web. Social handles, Charles Jackson Media across all your social platforms. Current passion project right now is the book that I'm in the process of writing. It's called Low Down Good for Nothing, an uncensored account of the black man in America telling my story in memoir form. But my experience as a black man in this country, serving in the military, being the priest of my household, being an actual minister, climbing a corporate ladder as a leader, just but my experience from the lens of a black man doing all of those things is what I'm going to talk about and hit on some of those relevant current events and things that have been going on. So if you're on charlesjackson.media, you can check out a sneak peek of the book on the website. I would love to get your feedback and I love yeah. to connect with you in any kind of way that I can. Thanks, Kurt. Man, this has been a little slice of heaven uh, this entire month. And, and Charles Jackson, I'm so glad we were able to close it out with you. My sincere thanks to you for being able to come through and hang out with us tonight, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Family, listen, <laughs> it was drinking from a fire hose. I know, I know, I know. It was a lot. I'm seeing your comments are still coming through and your comments are so, I mean, so awesome and amazing. But this is, this is what I want to say as we get ready to close this thing out tonight, guys it's the onus is on us. Um, I, one of the things I, I want you to catch throughout the entire conversation tonight is that while we were speaking of civil rights and its definitions from its different forms, uh, we're talking about the conversations that must be had. We didn't say that there was one particular demographic that needed to have this conversation above another. I believe that part of the success plan for us to have real lasting change is for us to engage people from different backgrounds, us to engage people from different people groups, from different demographics, from different walks of life, from different lived experiences, and allow us to experience one another, like for real, y'all. Like, this is me. This is what it's like. This is what my lived experience has been and for the for some extent will continue to be it's in the sharing i think when people can put a face to it when somebody can say man is that what kirk goes through is that what charles goes through is that what tom goes through or uh, or or sharon it doesn't matter what the background is we need to engage with people as people 
and begin to shed some of these long-held mindsets and biases that are holding us back from experiencing real, true, lasting change. Man, it has been my pleasure to, to be your host for this Black History Month series on the channel, uh, How It All Works. So good, as always, to be able to hang out with you in this way. And our guests, you mean seriously, we just need to do a round of applause for them for coming through and just, wow, <laughs> sharing from a very real place and allowing us to benefit from their perspective. I hope that you go and follow all of them. I hope that you'll join us next month as well for our Learn series, next week being our StreamYard Learn series, and hope that you uh, got a chance even in today's episode to peek behind the veil a little bit for you to yeah have that light bulb moment. Essentially, what we're hoping is that you were able to figure out how it all works. And we'll see you in the next video. The How It All Works podcast is a production by Composition, helping you better navigate live video. Visit us at howitallworks.com today.